This episode of Top of the Do Chain is brought to you by Studio Headphones. Visit their website, studio.com. Use Do Chain at checkout to save yourself 15%. Hey, what's going on? It's episode 38. Um, technically speaking, since we took two weeks off earlier in the summer to, to vacation and all that, if you conceived a baby during episode 31 or episode one, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Because <laughs> the baby is here. <laughs> 40 weeks, man. Been We've a been while. doing this, yeah. Yeah. So, welcome back, Jeff. Good to be back. Good to be back. Appreciate uh, you coming in. Yeah, yeah, I saw um, saw last week's podcast, and uh, obviously it doesn't go over well when you have to miss one, so uh, good to be here to defend myself and hold my honor intact. <laughs> yep. We're always happy when Jeff makes time for us little people. I know. <laughs> yep. I know. And lets us know in advance when he's not going to be here. Yeah. Well, you're, so. the, you're the guy that calls in sick like five minutes before it's time to start work. <laughs> no, he calls in 15 minutes after. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. Hey man, how's the uh, class reunion? Oh man, it was great. It was great. We uh, it was like a, a three event thing. Uh, Friday night was a meet and greet. I went to a little place called Burgers and Blues. Uh, a lot of people showed up. Uh, I say a lot. Um, I really don't know what to expect on on a reunion. You know, we graduated 150 people. I think is maybe our number. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. So not a ton of people, but not tiny. Uh, so I think we maybe had, um, I think we maybe had like you know thirty or so classmates show up to the first night, and then uh, did a little family day the next day and had had somewhere around that same number, um, you know, brought their kids and stuff. And then uh, I don't know what the final number was on the Saturday night, um, but uh, but you know, like I said, pretty good turnout. Um, one of the cool things we did uh, was there was a, a few people that couldn't make it in that I was able to contact and uh, they sent in a video. Um, of them just, you know, kind of getting everybody up to speed on what they were up to, and uh, that went over well. Uh, except for uh, my friend Brock decided that uh, in his video he would kind of tell a story on me, and uh, I guess apparently I wasn't always the calm, cool, collect guy you see before you right now. Oh, really? <laughs> he, he's, <clears throat> and he made a good point. And the, um, the story's it's not like it's not super funny. I didn't do anything too crazy. But uh, the point he made, though, was, um, you know, class of 98 he said it wasn't about you know in broken bow it wasn't just 1998 we grew up together we went to the same a lot of us went to elementary school uh middle school and high school together our whole lives right. uh, even the ones who didn't um because it's a small community you know you all knew each other you know um pretty much what happens at broken bow is uh broken bow public schools comes in to the high school uh luke fada which is uh k through eighth grade uh, comes in, and then Holly Creek, which is K through eighth, comes in, and then Glover, which is K through eighth, comes in. Uh, so, anyways, all these you know people end up going to high school together. But a lot of you, you know, grew up together your whole lives. So, like I knew Brock for, you know, my whole time in Broken Bow growing up, just about. And uh, anyways, he kind of told the story. Of, we were, I guess, when we were sixteen, we were driving around, and uh, he just talked about how I completely lost my mind on some people who were in the left lane and turned on their left blinker, which is, you know, what you're supposed to do 
but I was like, I guess, blown away that someone would do both for some reason and threw a big fit about it. And uh, he said he catches himself reliving that every time someone has the audacity to turn on their left blinker in the left lane when they're turning. So anyways, uh, but yeah, you know, you grew up with these people, a lot of them. You knew them from the time, you know, you were little. You know, if you had them in like your kindergarten or first grade class, you know, you knew them for a long time. You right. know, and then... You know, you come back 20 years later and you kind of catch up with people that you haven't seen for 20 years, but, you know, you spent your childhood with. It's kind of cool. You you end up uh, kind of connecting with some people who, you know, you're like, man, you know, like this, you know, we hung out a lot. And then maybe in high school, you didn't. High school's weird like that. You know, like people who you were like really close to all through school, that four years of high school might be the four years you didn't hang out with them. Yeah. Wouldn't know. Yeah. Moved to high school two weeks before it started. Yeah, and a big one. How many did you graduate with? <clears throat> Over nine hundred, I think. Yeah, see, that's see, wild. we had we had nine. Let me scratch that. I well, no, I think it was it was close to nine hundred. It's between seven fifty and nine hundred. Yeah. My senior class, and we were the smallest of the four classes. Our freshman class, I think, came in with anywhere like eleven, twelve hundred. Yeah. And speaking of that, we were down there. Uh, my wife and I were down there with the kids not too long ago. And decided to drive by the old high school. Yeah. And eat at old Los Palapas, which is, you know, my favorite place to eat. And which yeah, is I right tweeted across. that to Lonnie Walker, man. He the the Spurs, you know, big rookie that they picked up. Oh really? He was like, Where did I eat in San Antonio? Los Palapas. Like, but here's the thing. I was the third person that requested or that suggested that place. Los Palapas? Yeah. That's yeah. So not, apparently you're not wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm just saying, you, you've been wrong before, <laughs> no, man. Okay, it's not a movie, man. It's a restaurant. <laughs> Eating is my thing, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no, but, but yeah, so we went to Los Palos, but I went to the one that was right across the street from my high school. So, like, obviously there's some nostalgia there because, I mean, it was literally uh, just drive there, pick up five bean and cheese tacos and a Dr. Pepper and just go to school. bean and cheese, huh? Yeah. My brother turned me on to adding some bacon in it, yeah. which is pretty good. Um, but, uh, yeah, went and looked at the high school and with the high school I went to, which probably had 2,500 to 3,000 students in it at the time, mm -hmm. the building wise was only half. Oh, that's what I was in. Cause they, the, the parking lot that we used to park in was nothing but buildings now. Yeah. So, and it's built up. So, so. y'all were packed in a little tighter. So I don't know how many kids they're, they're funneling through that bad boy now. Yeah. Uh, but no, we drove by where we played football at this huge stadium, and uh, now that stadium's not even big enough to accommodate. We'd all the, all the schools in the district shared that one stadium. Even that's not big enough to uh, accommodate everything now. So yeah, it's kind of weird just going back and 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 just seeing how I don't know things change. I mean, just you, you know, you go away for my parents have been gone probably eight or nine years now, yeah. and things are completely different. Yeah, you know, the the reunion, one of the cool things about it was, uh, you know, everybody, like, had, like, that person who maybe they um, they were, like, really close to that, you know, they, they're, like, looking over their shoulder, like, are they coming, you know, uh -huh. like, are they coming, you know, hopefully they're going to be here, and then that person shows up, man, you see them, like, start talking, like, uh, you know, like, if, if, uh, if, you know, you had a handful of people who were in a band together, you know, like, they got all these stories from when they were in band together, if you played football, you know, you got all these stories when you played football together, so... You know, you're kind of looking for, you know, these people that you had these shared experiences with. But 
honestly, you had shared experiences with everybody because Broken Bow is a small town. And um, something I've always kind of uh, said is you come to a place like, you know, living in Norman now and then, you know, lived in Moore for a while where you've got these like really large schools. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever you're into, like whatever you're like kind of like super into, you can probably find four or five people who are into that, and that's who you hang out with, and that might be all you hang Talking out about with. Talking about the bigger schools? Yeah, bigger yeah. schools. At Broken Bow, man, like, you really, it's it's hard to be, like, super unique and find someone who's got that same unique thing that they're super into, you know? Right. Like, you know, if you're, like, you know, really into something that not everybody else is really into, then, you know, it's kind of hard to you know, to find, you know, your niche group. So you're kind of, you're kind of forced to just hang out with a lot of different type of people. And like, you'll see these people, they'll move away and they come back 20 years later. And if you followed them on Facebook and you see like, you know, the lifestyle they live now and everything else, it might be like totally different than, you know, these people that they're going to be at this reunion with. But when they get there, it's not like there's all these differences. It's more like, you know, kind of like family meeting back up. And that's kind of the cool thing about a small town. College is a, College is weird, man. People kind of find themselves in college, yeah, and they and they they, and they do it quick. They do it quick, and a lot of people maybe they don't find themselves, but they redefine themselves they, because that's, they they didn't like who they maybe you know were forced to be. So they they're like, you know what? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab at redefining myself, and they like pick up hobbies, you know, just because they want something different. The thing about I think college is that what you did in high school means nothing. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Unless yeah. unless you were really good at sports, and but even then, yeah, even know? then, you're just a freshman who no one knows is going to pan out or not. You yeah, know, yeah, you may have been good in high school, but there is the potential that you're a flop. Yeah, and I remember specifically, you know, going to college and just kind of, I don't know, changed. I know I changed. It was obvious because I went back a some after just one semester and tried to hang out with the guys that. Now the people, the guys who went off to college and came back, yeah, we we had we hung out with, and it was it was a little more normal, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. But the guys who stick stuck around and didn't do anything else, just worked or whatever, yeah, like just went two different directions. Tried to date my high school sweetheart later in college, yeah. and I was like, man, what was I thinking? How did this work? Yeah, because like this is like, yeah. I mean, we're just like. Mm. Or was it more of a, who are you? Like, you, I swear you're not the person that I knew. I think it's more of like, she was probably thinking that of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me, I'm kind of looking at her like, you kind of realize what else is out there. You know what I mean? Because like you said, you kind of grow up with these people. That's 150 people. You know, you kind of, for lack of a better term, slim pickings. And then you go off to somewhere like Stillwater or Norman and go to school there. And you're like, oh, there are other girls out in the world that... Yeah. You know, so. <clears throat> well, you, one thing that was kind of unique, I will say, um, I was just kind of watching, you know, where people were gravitating and what they were doing. And uh, you didn't see people really gravitate. They, I mean, they did to a point, but you didn't really see them gravitating to their high school friends. You saw people kind of gravitating to the people that they went to um, went to grade school with and stuff. Like a lot of the Luke Fada kids. Like kind of gra- oh, really? gravitated towards each other and stuff, and a lot of the Broken Bow kids kind of gravitated towards each other and everything. So that was, I mean, not for the whole time, you know, but it it was something that happened early, like that Friday night get together. It there was like it was kind of like a it was a pretty good little divide there, and I was 
kind of checking it out. I was like, man, I was like, all the Luke Fada kids are excited to see each other because, and they were talking about their Luke Fada days and all their teachers and stuff. And I was like, you know, for a lot of people, you know, that age range of like, like eight years old to like 12 years old, that's a pretty fun time in your life, man. Like you're, you're at a fun age. So you saw a lot of, you saw, yeah, you saw a lot of people like really gravitating towards those folks And, and hearing some pretty funny stories, you know, a lot of funny stories from when they were kids and stuff. But um no it, it was good we had we had a blast um it was a lot of work though man uh, you put it on didn't you well like, were you the were you the main organizer no we we had a we had a committee um basically the senior officers uh were all part of a planning committee um and we just delegated it out but i mean it's just the planning it i mean we planned it way ahead of time and that was like that part we had down it's the executing it you got three events and like everything you're doing, you have to like drive a pretty long way to do. Plus you're having to get like cleaned up and I don't know, just, it seemed like I was busy the whole time. Was it all day events or was it just in the evening? No, it was just like, you know, for like hours, you know, like, you know, like three or four hours, you know, at the most. Um, but you just, cause you know, I would drive all the way to the South side of Broken Bow, then have to drive all the way back up to the lake. And I was having, I drove up to Lake early to hang up signs so people would know where we were doing our family day at. And then for the, uh, for the dinner, you know, I had to get up there early to set up because, uh, I put up like a slideshow presentation so that, uh, we've actually, for a small class, we had, uh, eight people that we've lost already through, um, either health complications or, uh, car accidents oh, and wow. things like that. Yeah. Out of 150? Yeah. Yeah. We've got... Uh, Eight that we accounted for, and we we worked really hard to make sure that we accounted for everybody because I was like, of all the things that we do, this is the one thing we can't get wrong. So we had a girl who was just in charge of that, and uh, she kind of had to rely on people who still lived in Broken Bow. But, uh, but yeah, Jennifer uh, Maidenwall now, it used to be Billy. uh, But, yeah, Jennifer did a, a great job of making sure that went over well. But, yeah, eight people, man. One of them was right, like, I mean, as soon as we graduated, he had uh, a guy named Nick. He um, he had a motorcycle accident, and then another girl was, like, right after we graduated. She had a car accident, uh, Rita, and, and, you know, those two were just, like, immediate almost. It was, like, really, yeah, it was, it was really hard for everyone. And then all the rest, it seems like um, we've had, like, a couple or, I think, in just this past year. So, you know, it, it's just... Dude, that's crazy. There's a lot of things to consider, you know, when you're doing a reunion. So we yeah. we did I did like a slideshow presentation to show, you know, like so everyone would know. And <laughs> I hate to bust her out, but this was pretty funny. All right. So, anyways, I got this slideshow presentation and like a few of the people are getting there early. And uh John Ann, man, she's she's pretty awesome. I I've been friends with John Ann ever since uh we all started going to high school together. She was one of the kids that came over from Luke Fada. But uh, she's real funny, man. But, like, she's funniest when she doesn't mean to be funny. And so she walks up, and, like, everybody's, like, kind of watching the slideshow. Well, it's their senior pictures. And she looks at it, and she goes, oh, nobody wants to see that. And, like, everybody's like, well, you know, we thought maybe, you know, a few people would or whatever. She's like, eh. and then, like, uh, she saw, you know, someone she recognized, you know, that she knew they'd passed away. She goes, well, you know, you could leave that one up there. And, like, everybody's still just like, hey, John Ann's, you know, kind of a dark cloud, you know. What's, what's her deal? And then, like, um, finally, like, one of the girls looked at her and says, like, this is just the people that have passed away. And she's like, oh, <laughs> she thought we were doing everybody's senior photo. <laughs> and, so, uh-huh. and so she was like, nobody wants to see that. Because she just didn't want, like, her senior picture to show up or whatever. Yeah. So, like, in front of everybody, you know, she just like, nobody wants to see 
pay attention. Come on. No. Oh man, but it was it was super funny. We I mean, honestly, like that was the that was probably the best laugh of the evening. Just like cuz you know, there's just no getting away from it. You feel horrible. I got a couple Facebook that. friends out of the reunion. <laughs> out of your reunion. Yeah, yeah. I, knew. I forgot what I, I made a comment on one of your things and there was like, "Man, who's this guy?" Well, we we posted something about when it was and you like posted on there can't wait or something like that. And everybody's like, "Who's Josh Walker?" cuz yeah. you know, it's inevitable you graduate with, you know, one or two people you don't remember, you know. Yeah. 150 though, you should be able to remember most of them. Well, we at had, least, we at had least, some people who like moved in like at least go you know, pull up your your yearbook. Yeah. Well, there's some people who aren't pictured. We had people who showed up middle of senior year. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I should have gone then. We had some people who left in the middle of their senior Think year. Think about crashing reunions. Yeah. Like going to a thrift store, seeing if I can find a old, uh, yearbook or something like that. Yeah. And just, hmm, memorizing it, going through. But Facebook stalk everyone. Where you're yeah. like, no, we keep it up or with create, you, man. Yeah, or create a, create a Facebook page. Yeah. And, uh. Just see what you can do. What you should do is find a yearbook and find like just the mousiest looking little dude in there that like halfway you could pass for as an overgrown version of. <laughs> and then just be like, hey, man, I want to do an old switch at the reunion. <laughs> When's the last time these cats saw you? Yeah. Just walk yeah. in and be like, it's me. It's Mikey. Yeah, name them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just you know, bring them in. It's like, remember my when buddy. you used to shove me in the locker? Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, dude I, I've talked about that a little bit, but. You know, like I said, I was bullied in junior high. Yeah, I'd like to like to run as some of those dudes. Yeah, now, but say hi. Just say hi. Just be like, remember me, man, <laughs> Felix Weldon. Yeah, you got Are you? What was that movie with? Uh, was Happy it like Gilmore? Happy Gilmore? No, not Happy Gilmore. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him out there. Oh man! But no, it's been a wild. Uh, it's been a wild few weeks. Uh, Lots been going on. Been fun yeah. though. Did you bring up the the pod chain or the the podcast? And uh, the pod chain, the, pod, the, pod the podcast, chain. the do chain. And uh, know what we're doing here at the reunion. I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, I don't know that I did. Uh, I haven't That's really disappointing. Uh, well, I haven't really decided if I want people from Broken Bow knowing you know what we talk about on here because I've I've kind of told a lot of broken bow stories and i can't remember if i told names oh, we haven't not. noticed yeah <laughs> not 100 sure if i not 100 sure if i've named names yeah. or not broken bow and marvel movies usually tend to yeah well but who nah. cares if you name names man if nah. it's a true story yeah i guess i guess i just don't want them calling in with like hey jeff forgot to tell you the other half of that story where he showed man, up that'd be great yeah y'all don't want to know what i was up to back then but hey man check this out jeff yeah. I'm just going to change the topic so uneloquently. Look at, there's a video here of a toy that you can buy now. Yeah? <coughs> Is it Voltron? No, not as cool. Um, but press it, man. It's disgusting, kind of. But look at that, man. Like, what is it? Is it like you poke cheese at through it? it? Oh, no, man. It's like, that's. Is that for people who like? Oh, I can see that, where it like, says "pop it, pal." Yeah, pimples. yeah. I had, a, I had something blocking. It's like a thing, though. It's, the, it's gross. Do people it's like? Disgusting. The... That's like a that's a fetish for people, I man. Know. Yeah, like people who love those kinds of videos. I I unfriend those people because I'm like, yeah, there's something weird oh, about yeah. you. Well, have you ever had somebody offer to do it for you? That's weird. Yeah. I've had people offer to do that. Check for this me. Now, out. I do ask my wife to like, hey, man, will you like, you know, 
See if there's a pimple. See, like pop that for me. Check. This Would out. she though? Uh, if you can't if reach it, it's it, and it's bothering you. I could kind of see it. You know the worst thing I ever did. <clears throat> We're in uh, football doing squats. My buddy Ty, he's got like quite a bit of weight on. You know, like like gonna try to max out or something. I'm like, dude, you got a pimple on your back because he's like doing it all shirtless and stuff. Because in high school, you know, we're trying to be yeah. tough looking. He's like, where? And I was like, right there. And I thumped that sucker, man. He about dropped all that weight because it's one of those like painful yeah. ones that he didn't know it was there. But as soon as I thumped it, man, it like about Check took him this down. Out. Disgusting, dude. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> you touched the, it. That's gross. I forgot the dude's. It name. It didn't pop. <laughs> I forgot. It's one the, of them deep ones. I forgot the dude's name, but he had this huge boil on the back of his on like right here near the, the back of his going neck. Down. One of those you got a lance. Well, that's the thing. It had this itty bitty. If fine, dude, he had it for about a good, good week and a half. Yeah. And people kept watching it, and it finally this this dude named named Chris walked up to it and saw that it had a little bit of whitehead on it, and he's like, "Dude, let me pop that thing." And so this dude was always he was goofy, but he's just like he just always just went along, especially is, with what Chris said. Man. Chris said, "Let me pop." He's like, "Okay." Yeah. <clears throat> so they're all standing. Everyone's standing around. I'm. I'm just watching this group, and he does, man. He grabs a whole like just pinchers full of skin and just squeezing the mess out of it. And all of a sudden, you just hear him go, "Oh!" Because he did. He he popped it, man, and that thing just exploded. Well, this dude named Kyle was in the spray zone, just straight up like, "Oh!" On it, and that thing just laced him down. This dude had pus, like. Like, That's so nice. It was so much pus on this man's face that I knew exactly what happened when he walked out because you could just see it just dripping Dude. down his face. I'm like, oh. and you know, like I realize, you know, like it's it's probably not the most disgusting thing on the planet. Like if you're in the medical profession, but it seems like it's the grossest oh, yeah. thing on the planet. My my buddy showed me a video, and I didn't. I, it's the only one I've watched, but the, they had to dig in with a razor to get down deep enough. Yeah, they, that's what they call lancing. Yeah, they had to lance it, like not a razor, but a scapula to get down. Mm-hmm. And this lady's just got a handful of skin. And, dude, she just, dude, looks like squirt mayonnaise just <laughs> just coming out of it. <laughs> they, we're losing subscribers yeah. right now. Let's, let's, uh, yeah. move, we're, moving we're, on. We're, 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 we're losing some cool ones and, and, yeah. and probably gaining some that <laughs> some are like freaks, freaks right, and well, weirdos. Hey. But, no, I had this uh, customer, uh, and uh, when I was delivering uh, truck parts, and he had this little garage, like, he was just working out of his house. And, man, he stayed stressed out all the time. And he was just, like, always freaking out. Well, he started getting this stress knot, like, on his, like, shoulder or whatever. And, man, after a while, I was like, that thing's about to grow arms. It is getting huge, <laughs> man. It is oh. getting huge. This thing's going to have a face before too long. And it did. It never got, like, what you're talking about. I was like, why? Like, he would have to go get it removed, like, by a doctor or something. But it was. It looked like someone had just like shoved a grapefruit like under his skin, and the skin was like all tied on it, and it was just, yeah. oh, it was so bad. And like his like his shirt would like just stick up. Come <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Quasimodo. <laughs> it was bad. I felt bad because I was like, I know how he got that man. He's stressed out. Like I would hate to have so much stress that my body started attacking me. But uh, but that's what he was dealing with. But the grossest ones are um, like when a vet. Has to like take care of a cyst or something on a cow or a horse or Ooh. something like that. Yeah, our dog had a bad one that we had to get cleaned out one time. It's disgusting. It, just, it took multiple trips. They'll too. just cut an animal. Yeah, and I mean just drain it. And like with cows, they get these big ones that are just like it's a lot of fluid. It's not like pus. It's just like a lot of fluid. Man, yeah. they got to get in there and 
like cut it and like put a hose up in it and like drain it out. Like, <laughs> we still, yeah. dude, we still gotta, we still gotta eat after this yeah, podcast. Let's, by let's, the way. let's change this, man. Cause yeah, get some yogurt. Let's go get some. Yeah, we're failing hard lift. Yeah. Pretty hard tonight. Yeah. That took a hard lift. All right, but I was just trying to talk about my reunion. You went there. I know. It's my, it's my fault. I'll take full blame for it, man. All right. Where, so, so where did we go from there? Let's go to country music, man. Oh, just oh, no. oh yeah. You want to go back to that? Let's now do we're that. just going down even more. Here, check this. this. This is relevant. Have you have you seen this yodeling kid? The video's old. Yodeling? Yeah. Like like Leanne Rhymes? Kinda. <laughs> go go and play the first one. Have you seen this video? I think everybody in the country has seen this video. Except Jeff. The kid can sing though. Yep. Have you? Yeah, such the, an inappropriate song. Yeah, the dude. song that he's singing is like. Do you know what song that is? You do. Yeah, I know it's it's Hank Williams. Isn't Hank Williams. It? Yeah. yeah, it's basically about a hussy who's sleeping with everyone in town or something. <laughs> oh. In fact, his uh, Instagram is Little Hank Williams Jr. Ah, yeah. uh, I forgot his name. But. Dude. I actually loved Hank Williams. Like in college, I got to listen to a bunch of Hank Williams. Like they're good songs. No, it's just... no, no. I'm not knocking the song. I'm just knocking the the grandparents who make their grandson. First off, man, the kids. Well, they, they dressed him in a little bow tie. That's cute. First off, his boots are way yeah. too big. And you don't get a buckle that big without winning it somehow, man. He wrestled a bull to the ground to get that thing. Mm. <laughs> I think he got that out of the toy section. <laughs> it says John Cena on the front. Of it. <laughs> but, but, dude, man. First off. You can get out of that one. Okay. So anyway, that the reason I bring it up is because that kid right there, based on that video going yeah. viral, now has the number one country album on the billboards right now. Oh, he's like the new Billy Gilman, man. Uh, that's that's awesome. Whatever, Mason, some or another. Anyway, check this out. Play this next one. Oh, my God, y'all. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look at this idiot. Hanging at the straight talk wireless section here. In the Clarksville Walmart, and you're not going to believe who... You were at Clarksville, weren't you? I, I was living in Clarksville, Clarksville for a couple years. You were Walmart, man. Wait a second. <laughs> Look at this kid. There it is, Mason you're Ramsey. The, you're, wait a second. Look at you're him, the man. same Mason Ramsey from the Paducah Walmart mm-hmm. that was singing? That's got a million views on Facebook. That 10, 11-year-old kid oh sitting in the toddler section of that shopping cart. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And if you do a good job, you said that he likes these, right? Okay, Grandma oh, says you like these. On, you grandma. want one of these? You gonna sing for us? Go for it. That kid's good. Oh, he's good. Don't get me wrong. But and this guy's this guy loaded. is exploiting him. No crap. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, first off, why is he sitting in the shopping cart like that? Well, yeah. That come on, Grandma. Second off, man. Don't talk to my kid like that. Yeah. You sing real good. I'm going to give you this candy right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you're trying to go viral off this kid being talented, exactly. but you're doing it in a way to where you're laughing at him, not with him. Exactly. Yeah. Tasteless. And, and the fact that Grandma just let it happen. But, man, get him out of the shopping cart, please. Yeah. That's a, Who lifted him in there, man? Yeah, I don't know, man. Claps, claps. That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah grandma clapping, clapping. All right, what's, what's what's your other one that you sang? What's that other one that you sang that was real good? Here, we're going to move you up so you get out of the way. What's that other one that you sang that was real good? Dude, this right, guy's like on meth or something. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good. We're going to give you one of these. You ready? All right, go for it. I'm sure this was staged ahead of time. 
Yeah, but still, man. I kind of get that feeling. His, gra- his grandma may not have a lot of sense, man. She may I'm, not have I'm going to guess that sense. after the first one went viral, grandma was totally open to uh, people coming up and asking Whatever, yeah. if they could okay. record him singing. Whose idea was it to stick him in the shop? The shop with car bothers me I, most okay. about this thing. <laughs> Granted, I... I understand why you're sticking on the shopping cart. It's just an answer I don't have for you, man. <laughs> but who, who's yeah. like... Kid's who's four like, foot tall. He shouldn't be in it. I get it, man. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> like, he got stuck, I guarantee, getting him out of the I want to see the video of him getting in and out of it. Granny, my spurs are cut. Yeah, he's, he's tiny. He's comfortable. He, he fits nothing I'm just telling you, man. I want the nah, video. I, I agree. I agree. The, the hardest part would have been getting those oversized boots it, through the holes. It does... It does, it, it does uh, Kind of hurt your heart a little bit, though, to see people being jerks and exploiting, you know. Yeah. Cute little kids that are just check out talented his, as can be. Check out his Instagram, I uh, Little Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. At Little Hank, L-I-L, Hank Williams Jr. Hank, man, Hank's, uh, Hank Sr., you mean, not Hank Jr. Hank Jr. wrote no, a lot of, he wrote different things. But what songs. I'm saying is is that his Instagram was Little Hank Williams Jr. Huh. That's his, that's his Instagram. He might be one of Hank's kids. Mason Ramsey's. You ever name. heard of Hank the Third? Huh. He's pretty wild. Was he? So he would do. Did he continue on in the family business? You need to go look up Hank the Third. Really? <laughs> if you don't know Sorry. who Hank the Third is, just you're not ready for this guy. But at his concerts, he would um he would basically do like the whole like he'd wear like the nudie suit. That's like the sparkly country suits they used uh-huh. to wear back in the fifties. He'd wear that and he'd do like some like kind of traditional sounding country. And uh then he would do like some of his songs that he wrote, which are more rowdy kind of songs. Right. But then like he would tell everybody, like, all right, guys, like if y'all like that, you might want to go home. Cause this second half of the show is gonna be totally different. And then his <laughs> band would come out and it was like, I don't know, some kind of like metal slash punk slash like I don't know what you call it. They said it was like it was heavy and like ran all the country fans out. Did he did he wear the nudie suit in it? I don't know. I never went to a show, but he's man. Look up Hank the Third. He's pretty rowdy. This one dude rode with him like to write an article about him. Uh huh. He said Hank the Third chain smokes marijuana cigarettes the way most people chain smoke cigarettes, which he also chain smokes. I don't know where he finds the time. <laughs> <laughs> like that was like one of the first lines in the article. Like, but he's not as successful. Uh, he's he's, I mean he's he's big in his circle. No Chattahoochee. Like kind of these these kind of rowdy like rockabilly people you see. Yeah. I'm sure they all love him. But no. I I had a his first album was actually had a lot of good songs on it. Um, I listened to it a little bit, but I did I didn't I didn't bite on it. I he's cool and all, but he ain't mine myself. No. But yeah, he's rowdy though. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to read about. Him. He's real rowdy. <laughs> Dude, I'm Are looking you? I'm looking at the Instagram. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh. No no no. It starts. There's no snake in these boots. That's his tagline. And then un- directly underneath it, it says, managed by Mason's grandmother. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. No, uh, the kid, oh the kid. All right, man. There's a video of him doing the thing where it, he's pretending to, like, yeah. make out with somebody from behind. He turns around and, like, winks and gives, yeah. like, gives two guns. The, it's yeah, awful. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's entertaining. So, in other words, Mason's grandma needs to, like, right, get lined off, out a little bit, man. No, no, no. Here it is. First off, he's, like, what, 11 years old? Yeah, maybe. All right, so he's acting the way any eleven-year-old would when they, when they become popular and famous and have money and all. Oh, that. Oh yeah. So so he's I'm not, hamming it up, man. Yeah, I'm not he knocking the kid, but yeah. he, he's goofy. He's on cloud nine. But, um, remember those VH1 uh, documentaries? Yeah. Where are they now and all that? Yeah. 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 
10, 15 years from now? He'll be a Star Wars mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even think that, dude. I think he'll be like, what happened to him? Where are they now? Yeah. Grandma ran off with all his money. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was arrested. Yeah. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> he's not getting a good start. Oh, like, we wish we wish him the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't look like he's being managed well by his grandma. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. First, he's got two point four million followers. Oh yeah, but he blew up instantly, man. Yeah. There's dude. Good. Now there is one issue I have with him. There's a a YouTube video when you do that. His Instagram stories where he's playing uh, street ball, basketball. Yeah. Wearing what he was wearing in Walmart. <laughs> and. <laughs> and he is, man. These kids, you know, he's he's out there on the playground with these kids. Was he was he at least hooping a little bit? <laughs> he wasn't bad. They showed one 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 where he, he shot. He balling out though. But he was that guy who who tried to beat this guy, and this dude just deed him up pretty well. Yeah. And he tripped over his own feet and fell. Yeah. And then called the foul. Yeah. And there, you know, what foul. I mean? Two kinda, shots. Yeah. You're just like that was a foul. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. You're playing in oversized boots and a bow tie, homie. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> tripped, over, tripped over your bolo there, exactly. boy. Exactly. I think uh, I think what was expected happened. Oh man. Well, hopefully, this is his name, Mason. Hopefully, Mason. Uh, hopefully, Mason has better years ahead. <laughs> yeah. So. But come on, Grandma. At least don't, man, dude. Whoever yeah. was like, hey, let's put him in this shopping cart. Grandma should have stepped in right there. What if he's just like already a heck of a diva and he's like, I sit in the cart and you push me around. <laughs> Turns out we're bagging on his grandma and she's like, she's the victim yeah, here. She's, she's like, you don't need to get it's in the a cart. Megalomaniac. He's like, he's like, push me. <laughs> I like to feel like I'm floating, Granny. If you, yeah. get, if you get that cart with a squeaky wheel one more time, I'm going to slap you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, poor kid. Good luck, Mason. We yeah. love you. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. But. Yeah, well, wish the best to anybody. All right, man. We about time for a uh, word from our sponsor. It is exactly that time. All right, man. Studio headphones wants to revolutionize the way people see headphones, not just as a tech device, but also as an accessory. Currently, the headphones market can offer you one of two things: style or tech. Fashionable headphones tend to lack proper sound quality and high-tech variations are bulky and not sleek in design. Studio wants to bridge that gap and do it for a fraction of the cost. The region is their premium over-the-ear model with 24-plus hours of active battery life and 20 days of standby life. The region is perfect. It will connect you to, it'll connect to any device that has Bluetooth, but there's also an auxiliary cord if you don't want to use the wireless option. You can also personalize your Regent headphones with interchangeable caps, and that keeps you in style while enjoying your music or this podcast. Studio also offers the Vasa Blah wireless earbuds, the Trey Workout Buds, or the Neva Airbuds. Support this podcast by going to www.topofthedudechain.com, click the sponsor link, and click the studio icon, or just visit studio.com and use Dude Chain at the checkout to save 15% on your entire purchase. And if that's not enough, Studio offers free shipping worldwide. Great job, fellas. I really want to be like, yes, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I figured I'd stick to script. Yeah. But no, good headphones, man. We're wearing yeah. them now. Comfortable, sound great. Yeah, man, I'm I'm loving uh, the the podcast. Is feeling uh, very professional, man. The sound quality is good. We've got the good headphones to listen through. Yeah. 
That's why we brought Corey in, man. I'm telling we you. definitely didn't bring him for his opinion. No, no. Like we we could turn his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be a bad idea. Oh. I think we're about to get some of his opinion. Yeah. Especially if you're gonna talk about pimples for thirty five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, that's like a hard left, man. That was that was disgusting. Speaking of, we talk about pimples for thirty-five minutes. What do you bring to the table, Corey? Speaking of, speaking of, speaking of disturbing. You know, my dad had surgery. Won't go into it for HIPAA reasons. Anyway, he's been in the hospital for an extended amount of time, right? Yeah. So he has to deal with nurses. My mom's been with him the entire time. You know, so she has to deal with nurses. She had a run-in with a nurse the other day. Oh. Right? And uh, not necessarily her fault. She was just doing what she was told. The nurse? No, my mom. Oh, your mom. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, while she's doing what she's told, in the conversation, she goes, why are you doing the one of the nurse? Because she has to do something to you know, prove, you know, whatever. The nurse goes, why are you doing it like that? To which my mom replies, well, that's how the other nurses showed me. Right? Mm-hmm. This nurse goes, give me names. <laughs> I want names. Wow. And my mom goes, I'm not snitching on nobody. <laughs> oh! <laughs> She's like, I'm not giving you any names. Because mama knows snitches get stitches. Snitches mama, get stitches. I'm no rat. Oh, man. She went gangster. Yeah. I'm not... Like. But that's and that's the thing, man. Is like, it's just pretty funny. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not giving you any names, you know. But yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, pretty she handled funny. that like really well. Like Robert Redford in The Natural when he flicks the light on that guy. Didn't you watch The Natural? Finally? I did. I did. Did you like it? It was good. All right. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about when he's in there talking to the judge and the judge is like, "I like to have." Oh the yeah, lights and he off. flicks the lights and then walks out. <laughs> he walks out, yeah, flicks was... the lights on. The guy's like, "Turn them off." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was that's a weird. He owned one. him in that situation, man, because you know the whole point was they wanted him to, you know, tank the team so that the judge could yeah, get the team, yeah, from the manager, yeah, from the manager. So he just walked in there and was like, "I'm not, I'm, I came here to play ball." Yeah, you have to follow it though, because it doesn't do a very good job of kind of clear. Mm-hmm. Like first off, you have the the conversation at the beginning about yeah. the 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 late about the serial killer killing the Olympic athlete and, and the football, the football player. player with yeah. a silver bullet. Yeah, you know what I mean. So if you don't catch that part at the beginning, then you don't catch you had a silver bullet in your stomach and you realize the chick who shot him. And uh, and, and the other part of that though is also that they tried to hold that over his head because the way it goes down, um, she actually commits suicide after she shoots him. Yeah, and. You know, if they bring this out, it could be a scandal because, like, did she commit suicide or was this a she shot you defending herself, you shoved her out the window or something like that, you yeah. know, type deal. So, anyways, like, there was, there was, like, it was just a weird movie in how um, there's so many, so many things going on that you aren't expecting when you pop in a baseball movie. Yeah, you know? like, the and dude runs through the wall and then he's dead. It, yeah, and then he just like, shows <laughs> an airplane fly over and drop his ass. Yeah, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's Every everything extremely unsanitary. Well, and that's the thing. Everything that happens in that movie happens like very extreme, like to the extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like they, the uh, clock bust. Yeah, like he doesn't just hit a home run. He hits a home run, and that home run like is like there's just there's oh. a fly in here. Um, 
anyways, like everything's like there's a lot of symbology and everything through everything. Anyways, I love it. I, I think the no, Nationals it's a good movie. Best. Don't get me wrong. Now, I, like I said, I agree. Major League is a Major great League, movie. <laughs> Sandlot. I mean, yeah. I'll, but but I would put it in top ten, maybe. Yeah, I'd put it up there with Bull Durham's good. I'd put it up there. With I like probably, baseball movies way more than I like watching baseball. Yeah, I so. put. I mean, like I said, I put it up there with like the Scout, Brendan Fraser, and the Scout. <laughs> Angels in the outfield. <laughs> no, I, I, the I would. scout man. Remember the scout? No, you don't remember the scout. I'll be honest with you. The only Brendan Fraser movie I know is Encino Man. <laughs> oh, Weezing like, the Juice. Tarzan. No. No. The Looney Tunes one. No. That he plays with that chick uh, from Dahmer and Greg. Journey I, to the Center of the Earth. No. no. Blast from the Past. I did see that one. Monkey Bone. And I didn't see Monkey Bone. Encino Man, that was a good movie. Yeah, Encino Man Polly was Shore. Yeah. Uh, I'm the Weasel. Yeah. Mm, a good movie is a bit of a stretch. No, it's funny, man. Yeah. It's a stupid movie. Anyway. But, well, yeah, but it's funny. Well, what what do you stupid. want to talk about then? What do I? You don't want to talk about <laughs> what I want to talk about. Josh and I had a pretty heated discussion at church the other day. Uh, the police department. That's the best place to have those. The, the, <laughs> the police department and the uh, Fraternal Order of Police are going back and forth on our tattoo policy right now. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, right now you can't have any tattoos that are on your, like, hands or neck or show below, like, a short sleeve shirt. They have to be covered by uniform, yeah. Well, not just covered by uniform. Like, in a short sleeve uniform, they can't be visible below the sleeve. Oh, wow. So you can't have a sleeve all the way down. Or even a very low tattoo because... Well, they're kind of lenient on that because I I have a lot of buddies who have, like, tattoos that peak a little. Yeah. Um, But there's my dog. Yeah. But, you know, originally I thought it was it was dumb, like the tattoo policy. I was like, why does that matter? But the more I thought about it, I actually kind of I switched on it. Yeah. And I think it's a good policy. I I think I think it's I think it keeps us professional and disciplined. Mm -hmm. I think it looks better. I think it looks better on approach when you're approaching a citizen for the first time. I just. I, th- I think the whole point of being a police officer is to look like a clean-cut, professional, approachable individual to everybody that you serve in the public. Yeah. I think you eliminate yourself from that pool to some people, not to everybody. Yeah. Like, like, I'm personally not offended by tattoos yeah. at all. I don't care. You can have them all the way up and down your face. You're not going to offend me. You're not going to scare me. I don't care. Yeah. But there are people that you serve in the public that will be. Yeah. So in order to avoid those situations, we just say no. And I know that's part of the reason why we do it. For the same reason, we don't run around in military vehicles, and we have, for some reason, we have an issue putting an AR-15 in every cop's hand because we don't want to look too mil- militaristic. We don't want to look unapproachable. There, that, I do, I do see that point because uh, the public image of the police is super important and can be super volatile if you're not careful. Exactly. I mean, like the public opinion is something that you actually kind of have to manage because you want the public to, you know, support you completely. So. But at the same time, like, it's just hard anymore. Everybody's tatted up, man. See, you say, you say everybody. It's, it's, still, it's still less than half. It's less than half. It's yeah. 40%. 40% of millennials and 20% of our generation have tattoos. Yeah. I will say this, though. People should quit getting tatted because it's played out. It is played out. If you get a tattoo from now for the next five years... You're just doing what everybody else is doing because everybody else is doing it. Now, no. if you got one a long time ago, yeah, if you've had them and you're just getting additional ones, they're played out. No, man. I don't. I don't think they're played out, dude. Everybody's got the same ones. They're like, yeah, this is super unique to me. I'm like, that dude has gave that tattoo like twelve times this week, probably. That Chinese symbol's pretty sweet, bro. <laughs> well, Chinese symbol, and that's the other thing too. Like tribals go out. 
Yeah. You know, remember that was the big one, like Buff yeah. Bagwell. Remember yeah. him? He had that one around his barbed wire around his <laughs> Tribal, <Buff> Bagwell. Tribals, <laughs> tri- tribals went like went huge like real quick, but then they also started getting hated on like almost immediately. Like, what about barbed wire, baby? Yeah. That's pretty cool too. <laughs> Pamela Anderson. But yeah. But no, a lot of people do have cool tattoos. Like, okay, so my cousin uh Vanessa, she's an artist, and so like she I think she's designed most Is she? of hers. And uh but she's like a she's like an artist, like paints on canvas, does different types of techniques and stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, and you know, so like, you know, I, I get that. Um, I never got a tattoo cause I never had anything. That I, I don't know, man. I, just, I think some people who don't get them just don't get them because they can't think of anything cool. That's where I always was. I never wanted one bad enough, I guess. Uh, and didn't, I don't have an artistic brain, so I don't. I didn't have something in my mind that I wanted yeah. to express I mean, on my body. And, and like know? I said, I, I like tattoos. I think tattoos are cool. I think I think sleeves look cool. But you kind of get the policy. Right. So, I mean, yeah. And, and, and... Yeah, but what if... And but ju- here's the thing, man. Like, the military doesn't require it, right? Okay, different tat- type of uniform, though. You're always in long sleeve. So it doesn't matter. Not necessarily. There are no short sleeve uniforms in the military outside of the PT uniform. Not in the Army. That's the Army's tattoo policy. You can have sleeves. You can have them all so, over your so, legs. So they're never. You never have a dude working on a, on a tank or something in just the undershirt. Probably not. Not of the public. No. But I'm just saying, you still got a sleeve of tattoos though. Right. But they're also the military. They don't serve the public. Right. But yeah. but, but but. Public perception isn't important to the military. No, but. <laughs> not but. <at> all. <laughs> do you get points coming out of the military into, the police force? Uh, you used not to really. Uh, that kind of started around my class, where but they you, they started you, eliminating, uh, or maybe they've they've always done that, where they eliminated a few college credit hours, like thirty or something. But you like still, that. but you still get points now. I mean, you would yeah. prefer someone who knows how to handle a weapon and has the 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 background of being disciplined and being places on time and following orders to a T, and and you know what I mean. Yeah. So you you're disqualifying possibly good candidates. A dude with a here's the thing. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let to me, me a, let... a sleeve tattoo isn't doesn't disqualify you from a job. You yeah. know what I mean? It absolutely does. <clears throat> no, not necessarily. I mean, maybe not if you're the Based employer, but but the majority of employers are still going to disqualify you from the yeah, job depending on dude, what it is. It's not, dude. Get but, out of the 1980s, 2000. That's like a 2016 poll that was like 43 percent said that they would hire somebody without tattoos on their arms. As opposed to somebody without forty three percent, there's like forty three percent. There's like there's only like twenty three percent that said, "Oh, I don't care." Yeah, yeah. 50, so you're talking about less than a quarter. So fifty seven percent wouldn't hire it. No, it was like twenty three percent, and I'm going to screw this up. It was like twenty three percent said you said it said it wouldn't matter. No, no, no. They're they're accurate enough because it's still in the majority in my favor. <laughs> twenty. It was like <laughs> twenty. It was roughly it. like twenty three percent said they didn't care. The other half up to like whatever 47 percent said it would depend and then then the rest of it which was like 53 percent said no said i would okay, hire somebody what, without what businesses because i guarantee you wouldn't coffee shops and baristas okay that's hipsters those are millennial jobs all right so but the point yeah. is, is you're also looking those at, jobs all also let's be honest are not important but I, you say <laughs> that but the point being is is i can make i can go find a group of people that are going to well, gonna okay. back it up the way I want. Obviously, I can go. Though, I can go. I can go. Tat, I can go poll a hundred tattoo shops and be like, hundred percent of the people would hire tattoo people. I think. Okay. The, I think you the biggest. I, mean? I think can, the biggest thing. You can though, skew stats however you want. I think the biggest thing for me is, uh, you know, if someone wants a tattoo, you know, like <clears throat> I'm all about my freedoms, and I'm like, hey man, if I want one, I ought to be able to get one. Nobody can tell me what it. It doesn't make me anything other than a person with a tattoo. 
And you well, know, and, and I get all that. Like I said, the I reason, just don't feel the the, the reason I don't have them is because I never had anything I wanted to to put I, on, and I don't have an artistic brain that thinks like that. I haven't had anything happen in my life that's major enough that I want a tattoo. Uh, I do know that a lot of people that have them, you know, that is what motivates them. I know a lot of people that have them just because they wanted a tattoo, and they walked in there not knowing what they wanted. They just knew they wanted a tattoo. Yeah. Now, now as far as like you know your business, you know, and what you do, and like you know if you want to like say like hey you know like we don't want people to have certain types of tattoos or you know whatever else because you know you represent us and our brand and we're worried right. about how we brand that's kind of it's I mean, it, but no i i, yeah, I agree that's, there. that's kind of some territory i really don't know much about well because, but an employer to me has a right to hire anyone they want yeah, yeah. nobody's gonna however that. Now, the now, police but, department technically works for the taxpayer the city yes so why don't we public. just put it yeah just put it out for a vote Every two years, when you vote for your congressman, do you want your your policeman tatted up? I think where Corey's going though is there's complicated perceptions that even though they're wrong, you have to deal with them anyways. No, this is I understand that. That's why I wear a body camera to work. Listen, no, I get it. <laughs> Look, I get the other side of it. You know uh, what I mean? Because yeah. the other side of it is is uh, one issue you did have with the military at one time, uh, and you possibly have with the cops now is you had gangs trying to infiltrate these. Yeah, these things yeah. and and tattoos are big in them, and so they they you know made the tattoo rules to kind of curb that because you know gang's gonna get tattooed, then they're gonna whatever you know. What I mean, so I get it. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying though is if it gets to the but I'm just saying I just don't feel that a tattoo should disqualify someone what? from being able to do a job because what, it, what if they well not and, what, I, and I'm not saying it should be able it should disqualify them from all jobs. But the way people perceive you 57% matters. You say. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you wear a dirty T-shirt and torn up jeans to a job interview? No, you don't. No, you don't. No. Why? Why? Because it looks unprofessional. Yeah, but I don't... Public perception says okay. that tattoos still look unprofessional okay. when compared to somebody who doesn't right, have then, tattoos. Then, then if, a guy can go into a, if a guy can go into an interview and the employer not know he has tattoos, what he wears after that should be irrelevant well that's up to the employer to do a good job of making well, sure my buddy mike has porn tattooed on his back <laughs> <laughs> so terrible hey well let him what? know that here let him know that here in like a month the oklahoma city police hey, department will be hiring hey you gotta meet this cat though he's so wild <laughs> he's uh, so this wild. is about to devolve into a broken bow story I feel <laughs> like. but what i'm saying though is is if he goes in for an interview, never you'll never. He wears a T-shirt. It. It's on his back. You'll never know it. I don't. I honestly don't believe that you think somebody with tattoos naturally looks more professional than somebody without. Because uh, anymore, it's kind of hard to. I, I don't know. I, anymore, it, it is kind of hard to like see tattoos as anything other than tattoos. Just because, like I said, they, it got to where everybody it seemed like was getting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the point. The but point it's still, is, it's still, it's, it's still less than half. So what they're what yeah, they're but, fighting uh, hey, for does not the represent the majority. Is, yeah, it represents the, the minority. Is, is no one's going to no one's going to work with a briefcase and suits and 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 fedora hats anymore either. Because that was was professional. Now you can wear a polo and a pair of khakis. It's not everywhere. What, though. what about this though? What if? I mean, things change. What if, and we wear you, pretty fancy uniforms. Would you be Would you be cooler with it if they said, "All right, from now on, you know, if you're gonna, you know." be an officer you you can't have visible tattoos and you have to have a mustache like would that make it better for you yeah i, right. I mean dude that's all yeah do that you got no it. tattoos but you have to grow the hitler stash out we're jack booted thugs right? yeah 
I was thinking more of the me, myself, and Irene mustaches than all the officers. Yeah, that are like super troopers. And, and yeah. here's the thing: even it, I'm, I'm sure it's going to pass. It kind of sounds like it is, yeah. and I know it's not going to be the end of the world. But it's going to be unpopular the, with a lot of people. Their, their main argument is that it's disqualifying this massive pool of great candidates. And here's the thing: everybody that they hire, their job as a recruiter is to bring in the best candidates. Okay, let's but, be honest: a lot of them aren't. Okay, but a lot here's of them the aren't. Thing. I would say out of every academy, probably half of them turn but, out to be but great. But here's officers. the thing about the, about the police, though: is like you're shorthanded. I mean, to some degree, yeah. Are you? I mean, could you? Could We're you? bringing our numbers up. Yeah, but but you're still shorthanded. Those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. But that's all. <laughs> that's all I'm saying, though. You're shorthanded. So even if you, even if if there's just a dozen good candidates, and the only thing keeping them from joining the force is a tattoo on his arm, I think that's. I think that's a silly reason not to bring in a good, well-qualified individual that would be productive to the city. I will say this: if it's something that they're that they're considering and something that they're willing to put out there, it would be interesting to hear what they, you know, like why they feel like it's that important to come up with something that's going to be, you know, because they're old ninnies, man. That's what it is. They're stuck in nineteen. But I know know that's an easy thing to do is to tag someone as like, oh well, yeah, like just tag someone. Like if you have a view that's different than mine, I'm going to tag you as something real quick. No, but it is. But the thing, my thing is, is like. Sometimes there's consideration that goes into it. I agree. But be objective about it. And it may not be right. But unfortunately, in their research, they're finding out that it's true, whether it's right or wrong. And they're saying we need to deal with the truth, not the what it should be. We got to deal with what it is. And like I said, I don't know enough about it, so I don't really have a side. But I mean, I'm willing to listen. So No, I agree. I mean, but but the point is, is you're just going to. You're going to go back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to say, no, it shouldn't be that way. No, I do think, I I will say this, I will say this. Name somebody with a tattoo that's a good person. Brad Sears? Terrible guy. I don't know what, I don't need, I don't know one person I like with a tattoo. You call him him out on Anyway. No, I mean, tons, tons of my friends, tons of my friends have tattoos. But here's the thing, no, I will say this, I will say this though, I will say this though. If you do have sleeves, yeah. then it should probably you should probably be open to examination. Yeah, you got a couple swastikas up on your arm. <laughs> you know that should well, to me that stuff should get well, you. And here's another thing though, we because this is kind of but you where got I, an American flag draped down your arm. Yeah, but here's where our argument went last time. What if what if the person that you're serving finds something that you don't find offensive to be offensive? Yeah. Everyone's going to find something offensive. Okay, but at what point does does the department take on so many complaints about it that they have to take action on it? Yeah, because they will. I I know my department. I know that they will. Okay, but but Pepe the Frog. What? Pepe the Frog, man. Okay, it's but, a meme that turned but how many, turned into how hate many, speech like many, overnight. Yeah. Okay, but how many cops get get complained against because of the color of their skin? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the you, point is people are going to find anything to do cops regardless whether you have a tattoo or okay, not. Okay, if somebody calls in and says, oh, man, that guy was so white. Like, that's not. <laughs> no, they're going to. You're, you're not no, trading out a one for one in your argument. No, you used to be like, hey, that's that guy's racist. Argument. That white cop's racist. Hey, okay. And if they give a legitimate reason as to why. He just, pulled me then over. we'll have a conversation. He didn't pull over the white guy's speed and he pulled me over. In, in somebody all, stayed in that area for a long time if they knew who I was and wasn't pulling over. In all honesty, though, I mean, like, I'm not a guy that breaks the, the law, but I don't like seeing the police either. Nobody does, because usually well, it means and that's one point. You're, going, you're getting a fine or something like that. Mm-hmm. So most people don't have, like, I say most. That's actually not true. There are a lot of people who, like, love. Well, you have it now. Have you seen those videos now? 
where like, there's like uh, super support, but then there's but there's no, also but like you super have, anti. Okay, but you have and the body cams comes into this. You have those 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 videos where people on Facebook live like this cop pulled me over and he treated me so disrespectfully, blah 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 and blah then you blah. Find out they're and then the it cops go, up. Oh, here's the body cam and it yeah. shows that he's polite and that person was rude and all that. That's yeah. my point. My point is 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 people are gonna do that anyway. Yeah, you're gonna get regardless, people. because you get pulled over by a cop. They're going to be angry, and they're going to hate the cops at that moment in time. And if you have a tattoo or don't have a tattoo, they're going to complain about it. Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah, yeah, but just because you have an issue doesn't mean, Brad oh, well, Sears, let's just go ahead and exacerbate Brad Sears it. is tatted up, and he's one of the nicest gentlemen I know. He is a nice Listen, guy. He's a good Brad? dude. Hey, Brad. At no, at no point in time have I said that tattoos offend me. I just yeah. said they look less professional. Yeah. And that's how the public views them, too. At some point in time, when all the old fogies are dead and gone, you know, maybe it'll be fine. But I th- I don't think that time is now because I think everybody well, in charge. No, I but, agree. And the majority no. of the people that we serve are the people that what's only the rule? Have, like twenty percent of them have tattoos. What's versus, the rule? What's that right now? Currently, currently you can't have them below the sleeve. Okay, and they can't be visible. Just keep putting so it out already, for vote. So it's already a rule. Yeah, that's um, that's what I'm saying. Don't so, change so, so it. So the thing is, it, tattoos aren't the problem. It's how you how and where you place the tattoos, I guess, or yeah. where just where you place the yeah, tattoos. But, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, man. If a guy gets it because whatever reason. There's no good reason. Yeah, man. He's got a buddy who he wants, I don't know, buddy dies and he wants to put his name on his forearm or something like that. Put plenty of space on your bicep and back. Like, yeah, put but down people... his forearm, I drive your truck. You ever heard you know, that country and, song? And, here's, I, and maybe, <laughs> like, and there's things I'm willing to concede. Like, to me, I don't think, like, somebody who has, like, maybe a little thing right here, I don't, I don't think that's terrible. But it's just, it's when you ink yourself guy, up. What like, if a guy has go, his man. wedding ring tattooed to his finger? So... This, this is a rumor, and it may, it may even be true, but supposedly there was a guy that ha- either had a wedding ring on and took it off or didn't have a wedding ring. He just had it tattooed, and he got disqualified like oh, at, wow. the tri- at the tryouts for something that tiny. Get some. Yeah. It, hey, to me, that's when you have to be and another a thing, little what do you do, subjective what do you do with the people? On. What do you do with the people that went and paid thousands and thousands of dollars to yeah. get onto the police department to get their tattoos removed? Because oh, people man. have done it. Do you compensate them? Yeah, that's wild. No, man, tell them to go get them back. Hey, you got a blank slate, man. Make it count this time. No. Get your badge. No. If it's me, elbow. if no, I would be, I'd be super upset. Because yeah. that, that, that's the thing. People that have gotten onto the police department have been on the straight and narrow their entire life for the most part. I know turds get through, but they took in, they they took time to think and said, hey, no. If that's, there are things that are there are things I can do to disqualify myself from this job. I can be a felon. I can commit certain crimes. I cannot go to college. There are things you can and can't do. And some people took the time to think ahead and say, oh, well, they have a tattoo policy. If I want to go work for that department, I can't get tattoos all, all up and down my arm. Yeah. It's just a sacrifice you have to make to be a cop. So to me, to me, it's just kind of like it's spitting in the face of the majority that did that to, to qualify the minority that are complaining about it because we're not willing to change for them. If yeah. that's the case, but what if the majority it's, becomes... You know what that is? That's the entitled millennial mentality. <laughs> I need, if, seven if, tw- I need a living wage. I flip burgers. You're a like, millennial, though. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Actually, listen. New argument. Dude, I'm a zillennial. Oh, yeah. Because there is a gray area. I, we've when talked about this. were you born? This. 85. It's between uh, 79 and uh, 85. 82. No, it's 79 to 85. I've no, read the not. article. It's 79 to 85. Dude, because we were raised. Not. Dude. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. All right. Let's pull it up. Google that mess. Because I was super well, excited when I saw it. This is fun. We should do this more often. <laughs> I told you you didn't want to talk about it. I'm oh, telling man. you, dude, if anything, 
You're talking about someone who since is. Since we're uh, talking about since we're talking about birth dates, I was born July 12th, 1979. That is the official day that Disco died. Yeah, but you're a what baby boomer? No, baby Generation boomers. Baby, X. That's our parents. Baby boomers. Yeah, that's a... Baby boomers were when like World War II people <laughs> came back and like started having babies like crazy. No, I appreciate that, Josh. World War II had been long gone by the, the time Oregon Trail that. generation. That's Slate a... defines generation catalog as being from seventy-seven to eighty-one. Jimmy Carter's presidency. Seventy-seven to eighty-three is what Good Magazine considers Xennial. Merriam-Webster goes seventy-seven to eighty-three. <laughs> so, well, they're all wrong. I think I feel like that's putting. Now it... here's one. Anna Garvey. Um. Calls calls it uh, seventy seven to eighty five. That's the one that I saw. Uh huh. Yeah. So one out of one out of like eight. No, it, you're a zenial of one of that yeah, eight. But 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 here's the no, thing. Technically, dude. I'm supposed to be a, a millennial. Well, here's the thing. No, you're definitely Generation X, though. Because, dude, were you not not brought up on all the Generation X anti-drug campaigns? Listen, man, I'm either Xenial or Millennial. Millennial was. Yeah, but Millennial was a word I never heard. And it wasn't like I was born through the Millennial. millennial. Like, I was already almost an adult, though, when the Millennium came and went. It's still a tag. When did you graduate? 2003. Like, I was was 16 going into the Millennium. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't sit there and be like, oh, that's your generation. Yeah, it is your generation, though. No. The age, the age that you're being brought up to me is like 1 to 15. No. Millennials yeah. are, you are a millennial, man. Just accept your. What makes me a millennial? The fact that you like Coldplay. No, that is not true. <laughs> Nobody likes Coldplay. That doesn't fit any generation. No, I'm just, I, did, I just threw something out there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, man, but again, like what I said earlier, that's just throwing a tag on something, you know, like. You know, there's something I don't like. I'm going to put a tag on it. That way I can label a whole bunch of people with it. It's just trying to get a wide brush to paint a bunch of people with. But let's be honest. Most millennials do suck. (laughs) (laughs) I will say there's a, uh, there's a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, I guess people in the millennial age group who are complaining now that they're not being taken serious. And that's their biggest complaint. Like, you know, we have a, you know, we have all this, you know, like knowledge and talent and all this other stuff. And we're not being taken serious. We're being blown off because, now it's become, you know, kind of uh Well and yeah it's and kind of become kind of poppy dude, to just make well, at, fun of millennials. You know well, I, mean, I mean like you were saying though, like at the end of the day it doesn't matter. Well you go out and do your thing. It's yeah. everything. It's like everything. You know what I think everything of, everyone gets defined every group gets defined by the most extreme Well, but but what do you think causes like honestly if you look at like what causes people to like make these descriptions and you know what what influences the type of behavior that people are talking about? Everybody likes to, you know, kind of point at different things, but I always just look at like the different uh, generations, like look at their music and what they were into. And that usually goes. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, because you think about Not it, you know, like, like, like us, us, <laughs> us Gen Xers, you know, we, uh, it went from, you know, the hair metal to like the, the Nirvana, like grunge, you know, grunge to where like, we kind of looked at everything as like, it's like, this is all like just bull. Like this is all just like posing and like just everything's negative. Like, you know, we kind of got attitudes about everything and people like started talking about how Who's gen- that? people start talking about how Gen Xers just don't care. You know, like, oh, y'all don't care. Bunch you know? of punks. Y'all are, oh, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Like, and people just started acting like Gen Xers just sit around complaining about everything. And we went through it. We did. And then, and then when we got out of our 20s and into our 30s, people had quit talking about us because there was a new group in their 20s. Yeah, and no, you're right. And that's, and then and, millennials and that's are gonna... what it is, is when you're in your 20s, you're going to get bagged on because whatever, like, attitude you have, like, 
most people who are in their 20s right now grew up on that whiny punk music where it was rich kids whining about problems they didn't yeah. have. You know, and, and, you know, it's like, yeah, like, maybe you're a little whiny right now because you grew up on whiny stuff. But you know what? You're going to turn 30 here in a few years, and believe me, everything, everybody quits talking about you. Because there's a new crop of 20-year-olds, man. Do you feel like they have the same work ethic that we did when we were young, though? I had a terrible Who's we? Really? You're a millennial, <laughs> man. Yeah. Okay, so listen quit, to this. Quit saying this they and we. Hey. Now, as this is... Do you, say, let me give do you, my, you feel let me that give we you, have the same work ethic what? as you? I'm about, I'm about to turn your mic all the way down, bro. <laughs> I, didn't grow listen. Up, I didn't grow up until I was 32 years old, so I cannot talk about I grew up at 18. Anybody. I grew up at 18. Well, I was an to, adult. You went to the military. I was a full-blown adult at 18. You went to the military everything. and they adulted you. I had seen you. everything hey, the world has to offer. I will say this. In, uh, a compliment to your generation of millennials that when you look at a millennial... When they work, they work less for personal reward and more for uh, attributing to a team. Like they, the the way to motivate a, a millennial is to show them what their contribution does for the big picture, yeah. which is a positive. That is because you look at a baby boomer. It's all about it's me. all about the money and it's all yeah. about what I'm doing. And they have rice yeah. bowls. Stay out of my rice bowl. Let me do my job. Whereas a millennial is more of a team oriented individual. Dude, I just so found your out that I'm a baby boomer. Because it's all about me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so your generation well, has that positive, but the, the it's but like, again, but it's Corey's, like everything. But again, Corey's totally different though, because Corey went to the military, which they adults. He's still you. a millennial. It, no, but it's it's a totally different because he was getting a whole different education but than a bunch of people who maybe went to college for six he's years. He's still a millennial though. That's, and the point cause, being cause is, if I look at myself compared to people who went to the military right out of high school, like. Their lives are way more structured, and they are way further along and more mature in their lives than I am. Yeah, but because I went to college, I partied, I had fun, I goofed off, and I screwed around, <laughs> and I sort of thought that everything was just going to be kind of good and handed to me. Uh, I had a millennial attitude, but I just was from. It's a not a millennial attitude, man. It's a twenty-year-old attitude who's not ready. Right, to but up. it's not a millennial attitude. I think it's just when you become an adult and you look at younger people, you feel like they're a lot more entitled. Because well, I just I think about the stuff that my parents did probably before I grew up and they worked all the time but they worked on like farms which i would never ever in a million years yeah, well, want to do but it, i work i work hard i work hard to you know for everything that i have i learned that from them i just didn't do it the same way and then look at it from a young man's perspective when you're looking up and you're like you know the reason they're doing so good is because when they were 30 they got this management position job that i'm never going to get because all these stinking baby boomers work retire. until they're 75 yeah. and won't retire so you get these other bad attitudes and it just comes down to it's a bunch of people with bad attitudes because they think they're not going to be as successful because of this other yeah. group of people. Yeah. Got to create your own work, man. Yeah. Hey, man. You can't rely on somebody else's You're a millennial. Pocket. You know my favorite thing? <laughs> oh my You're Generation X. I'm a baby I'm boomer. I'm a Xenial. So we got, three, we got three different generations. I'm a The yeah. bottom line is, is, you, is... And I'm the only one that likes good music, so uh, I don't that, know what that's about. That is debatable. <laughs> Neither of you like good music. Mason Ramsey lover. Mason Ramsey. Went Biscuit oh, and whatever Red Dirt Festival nonsense you've got playing. Anyway, oh. here's the point. The point is, is, is we take a small demographic of a population, yeah. and we take the worst... Like millennials, for example, you got a bunch of of these kids running around complaining about jobs, complaining they can't get a job because of tattoo, and we tag them as a lazy generation. Yeah. When in reality, ninety five percent of them are good working class people that we we enjoy, right? Yeah. No, a lot of millennials don't have any complaints against them. You know what I mean? 
And the same thing with baby boomers. You know what I mean? Most of those old farts are nice and cool, and, and we enjoy them. But, you know, we we label the baby boomers that crusty old dude at work that that's getting on our way and makes our life tough. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. just that's just how it is. Well, and and when you're young, you you just really don't want to accept how hard you're going to have to work to have anything, much less have everything you want. Well, and we and, and, and we and need to and it's hard because when you start looking at how hard you're, you're going to have to work, like it, it's just like you just don't want to believe it. It's like there's no way it's that hard. There's no way that these other you you start believing that other people around you who are successful. That they had an easier path than what? Oh you yeah, have. you always see and, that. And here's and here's where people need to listen. That's a lie mm. you're telling yourself because you have a bad attitude. Don't disrespect people who are successful in their lives. Whether you think you're smarter than them, whether you think you're harder working than them, whether you think they're, you're better than them for whatever reason, that is your bad attitude. Because anyone who's successful in life, at some point in time, they hustled for it. They, I don't care. No, even I agree. if it, even if it's just an old dirty sleazy salesman, go try to do his job. He's hustling. No, I agree 100%. Yeah, you got and, and to find what you're willing to hustle at, and it's hard because work is hard, the it issue, sucks, and it takes most of your time. And the issue is, unfortunately, and this is any generation, we, we start to come into what a job is and what it is to make money 15 to 18 years into our life, which is X amount of years into mom and dad's life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're 18 years old, starting like, okay, I need to get you a job. You didn't see mom and dad and struggling. That. Yeah, you didn't see them struggling in their early 20s. Yeah. You see them at 45, 50 years when, old when they've been when with you the were company. a little ball of needs. Exactly. You know, in exactly. A diaper, and exactly. And that's hustling. one thing, man. With kids that I, I have the today. Too. Yeah. Yeah, like, but I'm just saying with, with my kids, like I've, I've said this before, I have no clue how my mom kept us fed. Yeah. And, you know, buying groceries for myself, have yeah. no clue how it happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't know how she paid for cleats. Don't know how she paid for any of this stuff that I'm dishing money out for. I have no clue how they did it. Oh, my parents worked like crazy. You know, my dad had a job. My mom had a job. And then we raised chickens. And then they did everything they could as right. far as, like, I mean, if there was, like, a if we played baseball, it wasn't like they just came to our games. They were part of the quarterback club, the, the tip-in club, the baseball right. That's club. That's what I'm saying. It's you so... name it. And, like, half the time, because they were willing to show up to everything, they got, like, made officers. So, like, Dad would have to be president of whatever. So he, like, had all these extra responsibilities on top of it. Plus, with you know, with my parents and y'all's parents, also being full-time active members of a church congregation, you know, it's like, man, these cats are getting after it. So if they make a few mistakes along the way, I might just have to give them a little bit of... Oh yeah, no, no, no leeway doubt. on that. And but when you're a kid, you don't think about that. So, anyways, it's it's just always good to respect the people who are older than you and disrespect and have, the people younger and have than you pe- and have yeah. patience with the ones. I mean, that's than you. yeah, that's that's <laughs> the the circle of life. John Fulbright has a song where he says, uh, "Young men spend a lot of time watching old men make mistakes, but when the young man falls, the old heart breaks." I always thought that was a really good line. It's what you don't think about is. Uh, we sit around looking at these older cats, you know, and we watch them make mistakes, and we just think how much better we are than them watching them make their mistakes. Older but we don't people? have any sympathy. Yeah, but we don't have any sympathy for them. But, man, when we make mistakes, they give us a hard time. They might label you a Gen X or a millennial. They might complain about you. But, man, it, they actually care that you're making mistakes, and they want you to have a better life, and they want you to understand that it's going to take hard work to get anywhere in life, and they want you to do it. I mean, All right, man. Let's close it on that. That food's starting to smell good. And yep. All right. It's about time to eat. The wisdom of Jeff 
has exuded this episode. <laughs> no, that's good, man. All right, man. That's top of the dude chain. It was so 38's in the books. At Duchain88 and all the social stuff, www.duchain.com for all you baby boomers. Ask your millennial grandkids how to how to get there. Don't look at me when you say that, bro. Yeah. Anyway. Millennials out. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>